We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. KJ Podcast, my people. Happy Friday. A rare Friday edition of the show NFL releases its schedule on Thursday this league is the king of content they know how to make the smallest thing the biggest deal there's only 16 games in the NFL so scheduling does matter the way things break for you and I thought it was pertinent and timely and I found half an hour here on a Friday let's just go through 1 through 16 I have the 49ers at 10 and 6 saw some other predictions come out 10 and 6 9 and 7 seems to be the consensus 11 and 5 for people really sipping the kool-aid obviously this nfl draft gonna be humongous if kyle shanahan and john lynch don't pick a bunch of guys who come in and make contributions the rebuild gets delayed injuries can happen 8 and 8 7 and 9 is a possibility guys you have to understand that this is football Remember all the bad breaks this team was getting to start the season? You just never know how the season is going to shake out. But on paper, I think we can circle 10 wins. Let's go through week one through week 17. Starts with the Minnesota Vikings. I like this, and I think this ends up being the two wildcard teams out of the NFC. Week one, pressure is on Kirk Cousins here. He has historically not played well. 
in pressure games. Just because it's week one, his first game in his new uniform, it's at home. If it was in San Francisco, I would say the Niners might even be favored because it's there. Um, it, it'll be more of a toss-up. The Vikings, I think, will have pressure. Listen, Minnesota last season, number one defense in the entire league. They were favored going into the NFC Championship game. John DeFilippo, now the offensive coordinator there. I crossed paths with him 2015. He was the Browns offensive coordinator. Obviously, he was a Raiders QB coach. Was the Eagles QB coach the last couple of years developing Carson Wentz. He is a QB guru. Can he get more out of Kirk Cousins than Sean McVay and Jay Gruden did in Washington? I don't know, but the offense will look different. They have Stephon Diggs. They have Adam Thielen. They have weapons there. For the sake of being conservative, we'll say this is a L. This is a loss for the 49ers week one. I really think, though, they're going to win. There's not going to be as much pressure because it's they're on the road. The 49ers are going to walk into it loose. This will also be Jarek McKinnon's return to Minnesota. So a couple different storylines there. It is kind of funny, though, the first game of the season the NFL did that, like, hey, Kyle, you kind of told everyone Kirk was going to be your quarterback. Let's right out of the gates. Let's see how this would stack up. Let's put him on a really contending team. You're supposed to have the hot new team. Love the matchup. It's a tough game week one. It's a good barometer, though, and the 49ers have some tough games in the middle of the season. I say just start this thing off with a tough game. Week two, Lions, very winnable. 49ers will be favored by, I think, four or five points. Lions last season, 13th in offense, 27th in defense. They re-signed Ziggy Ansah. They added LeGarrette Blount on offense. Matt Patricia is now the head coach there. Um, I'm not scared of the Lions. I think this is close to an automatic win at home, depending on how week one goes. I mean, the Lions just don't have enough. Darius Slay, really underrated corner. Golden Tate's actually been kind of Terrific for them up there. He'll be a free agent 2019. Lions is a game that you kind of circle on this schedule as we're the better team on paper now. We should be able to beat the Detroit Lions. Not scared of them at all. Week three at Chiefs. I think Pat Mahomes is going to be a stud. I think he's actually going to be a baller. They're going to let things rip. Andy Reid's (laughs) ready to move on from Alex Smith. They were top five in offense last season, Kansas City. 28th in defense, though, 15th in scoring. They're a bend-but-don't-break unit. Eric Berry's still their leader there. I hated the move for Sammy Watkins, three years, $48 million. Was that them thinking we need more around Pat Holmes? Obviously, that's just a lot of money. Chiefs have historically had cap room problems. They have not managed the cap well at all. Yeah, I mean, I just got to ultimately say, I'm not scared of the Chiefs' defense. Right now, they have Keith Reeser. As one of their starters, Kendall Fuller was a great pickup. He'll be the nickelback. Eric Berry is always a guy. I mean, D Ford, Justin Houston just haven't been the same. They released Tom Bahali. When I'm going through the schedule, I'm looking at can Kyle and Jimmy G outscore this defense? Not scared of the Chiefs at all. They have David Amerson, too, as a corner they picked up from the Raiders. But offensively, I love Pat Mahomes passing on the torch there. I'm calling this a win against the Chiefs. On the road, tough place to play early in the season. I think Jimmy Garoppolo can outscore the Chiefs defense. And I don't think, I think Mahomes is great, but I think the 49ers defense can buckle down there. Week four, this is a tough part of the schedule here. Back-to-back AFC West games on the road. 
San Diego. God damn it. L.A. Chargers, they really have to move back. They're shitty-ass stadium. They're not going to make the playoffs because of their stadium situation down there. They've been drafting incredible, though. Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Ingram. They're hitting home runs in the draft. Phillip Rivers is still way more serviceable than Eli Manning. I mean, Phillip may retire soon, but he's still playing at a level where you can sneak into the playoffs if things go your way. They were fourth on offense last season, 15th on defense. Anthony Lynn, the head coach. At the end of the day, I think Kyle is a better coach than Anthony Lynn. Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. If everyone else makes plays on paper, you'd think the 49ers could walk away with the win. But let's be fair and conservative as we fill out the schedule. Give them the loss to the LA Chargers week four. Then week five, you get who I think could be the worst team in the league this season. Your division opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. Steve Wilkes, the new head coach. Nobody knows him. I swear to God, I talk. people don't even know who he is that are in league circles that follow coaching. Um, wish him well, but such a random hire. They were 22nd on offense last season. Actually 6th on defense in yards. They pick up Sam Bradford and Mike Glennon. They're picking 15th in the draft, which is not a good pick this draft. What are they going to be left with? Lamar Jackson, I think, would give them some hope. And I think he still would sit by week five. I don't think he'd be starting yet. But I think that's the play for them just to throw a dart at a quarterback round one. Unless they've identified something else they need. Larry Fitzgerald is probably going to be in his last season. Chandler Jones is their defense. 17 sacks last season. They lost Honey Badger. I can't believe they really thought Sam Bradford was a smart play. I thought Kime was a good GM down there. I thought he understood who not to mess with at quarterback, where to put your franchise in a hole. Sam Bradford did shock us with the Vikings a couple years back. It can happen, but I mean, when he gets hurt, the memes, just start making them now. They're going to be all over Twitter. You're marking the Cardinals down as an automatic win twice on the schedule. After that, Monday night, Packers, this could be the game of the year. This could be 42-38 shootout. Everyone's obsessed with Jimmy G. Aaron Rodgers is 34 now. He is on the back nine of his career. Packers last season, Rodgers started seven games. They were 26 on offense, 22nd on D. Not good. They brought in Mike Pettin, my boy from the Browns. I think that's going to help the defense. It'll be interesting to see his scheme. Is he still going to go with that traditional Rex Ryan scheme that really has not been working around the league? It did not work with Jim O'Neill here in San Francisco. I think Pettin adjusts and is calling some different plays. They got Mo Wilkerson in free agency. Jimmy Graham on offense. Packers, low-key, a Super Bowl contender. We hand the 49ers a loss just because the experience there. I could see that being an incredible game, though. Similar to Rams 49ers last year. Obviously, that was Hoyer just so early on in that regime. But that type of game where there's just deep bombs being thrown all over the place. Hey, that's actually one thing we haven't seen Jimmy G do is throw deep. I think that'll be a storyline early in OTAs training camp, something that the 49ers are going to have to prove early in the year. Uh, this is the t- the hardest part of the schedule. These two games back-to-back, Packers Monday night on the road, Rams on a short week at home. Those could be 
two of the top three teams in the NFC. Sunday night football at home, pressure's on you if you're at home. If somehow you're coming off a win versus Green Bay and you have the Rams next, oh, I love the momentum of that. The confidence of getting that road win against Aaron Rodgers and saying, hey, our first time playing the Rams, we're coming off that win. I think that'll be huge for the confidence of this football team. Remember, Jimmy G started, what, six, seven games in his career? Kyle Shanahan is a first-year head coach. They've all been around the league, but they still have, they've not been on this stage. Sunday night football. You know, sometimes it takes younger teams a while to get good on primetime. This is a lot of pressure and expectations, a lot more time in between games to think, hey, the whole country's watching us. Um, Rams last season were 10th in yards on offense, first in scoring, 19th on defense. We all know the changes they made. Akib Tlaib. Marcus Peters, Ndamukong Sue. I mean, they acquired a Pro Bowl roster on, on defense. I'll tell you where to attack the Rams. It's really easy for me to figure this out. Not on the outside with their corners. Not up the middle in the run. Kyle Shanahan is going to attack them in the middle of the field when they play. 10 yards in the middle. I think that's where you expose the Rams. You may even play Pierre Garçon in the slot. You're going to do a lot of slants toward the middle of the fields, crossing patterns, Quick passes. I, I think you can beat the Rams. You can come up with a game plan. It's not your traditional way that Kyle wants to play and dictate the pace and do the running, but not scared of the Rams. We'll mark it down as an L on this. So, so far, I have the Niners at 3-4. and four. So, that's not a good start, and that's conservative. I think they could be 4-3, and 5-2 if Jimmy G's balling out and playing exactly like last season. Say you do start 3-4, and four, guess what? This schedule breaks for you. At Cardinals, we've been over them. That's a win. Raiders on a Thursday night. Hate that it's Thursday night for this kind of local rivalry just because if one team plays bad, that's what you blame it on. Oakland could be terrible by this point. They have a tough schedule opening the season against the Rams. They're going to be playing this NFC West, obviously. So they might not be in a good position. They were 17th in the league in offense last year, 23rd on defense. Their two key additions are Doug Martin and Jordy Nelson, who... Jordy Nelson, the Packers released Doug Martin. Tampa Bay definitely wanted to move on. They're taking flyers on some guys who might be washed up. They still haven't figured out Khalil Mack's contract situation. John Gruden's first year back. He's already said he doesn't like analytics. How old school is he going to take this? He is a good offensive mind. He does have a good coaching staff around him, but I don't know. I could see the Raiders struggling. I was surprised this game wasn't earlier in the season to give it more flair. I don't know. I I like the Broncos better than them in the AFC West. I like the Chargers and the Chiefs. They're just in a really freaking tough division. Giants, after that, on a Monday night, I mean, the Niners are going to be playing so many night games. They have a weird schedule for the first time in a while. 49ers fans are going to get to watch the rest of the league so much more. You're not playing at 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock Eastern all the time. I think you catch the Giants at a good point too because they're either going to be handing the torch from Eli to a rookie or I think struggling with Eli Manning because I think he's washed up. If they don't get a young quarterback in there, I think they could be terrible this year. Pat Shermer... He's a good play caller. He was not a good head coach in Cleveland. He, maybe he's learned. There's been some retreads that have had some success recently. I did not like the head coaching hire. Their big offseason acquisition was Nate Solder, $62 million, $35 million guaranteed. 
They lost Weston Richburg, of course, up front, center. He's now with the Niners. They were 31 on defense last year. The Giants have spent so much money on defense. Olivier Vernon had six sacks, six and a half. JPP is gone. He's now in Tampa Bay. I see the Giants as probably not a good team either. So you have Cardinals, Raiders, Giants back to back to back there. I'm thinking 3-0 and in that stretch. 2-1, and worst case scenario. So let's call it 3-0. and Now the Niners are 6-4. and They're rolling. They do hit a tough part. It's out at Tampa Bay. That's a tough road trip. On paper, they're better at quarterback. They're better at head coach. I think the Niners' defense is better. The Buccaneers were terrible on D last year. Last in the league in generating pressure. Last in the league in sacks. They had to sign Vinnie Curry. They want to stop using free agency so much. They had to bring Brent Grimes back at corner. They don't have elite talent. Gerald McCoy is not what Aaron Donald is. He's probably... I don't know if he's at DeForest Buckner's level yet either. He kind of has leveled out some. So Dirk Cutter could be on the hot seat at this point. This is going to be mid-November. This is going to be a huge game for him. Pressure will probably be on the Niners at that point because I think they'll have the better record and be the better team and they'll need a win to stay in the NFC hunt. But yeah, we're going to call that a W. I could see this will be a huge tipping point for the Niners. They lose this one, then they got to go to Seattle that's a tough back-to-back road trip from Florida to Washington. The Richard Sherman Bowl. Seahawks were 15th on O last year, 11 on D. You guys are going to hate this. I'm a Russell Wilson believer. I think he's going to prove some people wrong this year. The team is supposed to take a step back. I think they're going to be 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven, right on the heels of the Niners. I think this is actually a really tough game the Niners lose because... They've been rolling. I have them winning four straight here. They clearly can do that. They've won five straight before, but this is just a tough trip. At this point, injuries will be mounting. I do love the Raiders Thursday night. You get that four days off, and then you're going to have a Monday night or so. A lot of time off in early November, and you have the bye week snuck in between there too. This team is going to be rested heading into this tougher stretch. At Seattle is a loss. Not scared of the Broncos anymore. They come to town early December. Case Keenum, their quarterback, they were 17th on offense. They were three on defense. Of course, they lost to Keeb Tlaib. Vaughn Miller will have to go up against Trent Brown, a guy he's called one of the best pass protectors in the league. I I like that matchup for the Niners. They can kind of mute that. I actually think who the Broncos pick at five could have a huge indication on how well they do this season. My Bach is probably going to end up being Quentin Nelson. John Elway screwed up too many first-round picks before he needs this one to be a surefire player. This team needs help up front. It it's just it makes too much sense. Josh Allen's too risky. Case Keenum, they gave him a pretty decent contract. Like he's gonna start at least for this full year, if not two. So I'm you do you always want to think long term when you're picking top ten. I, I just think Elway's gonna go with a safe pick that's a good player. I I think the Broncos will be just like the Seahawks, 8-8, 9-7 this season. This will be a tough game, but I trust Jimmy G. Their defense is going to take a step back without a keep to leave. They're going to have to have a corner come in there and really play well. Um, Keenum is a good quarterback. I think he's going to keep them in a lot of games. Is he going to make enough plays? 
He does have Demarius Thomas, who I think is a tad overrated, but it's not like he has absolutely nothing there. They do need another big-time pass catcher. That would help the Broncos so much in this next draft. Seahawks, then you get them sandwiched here. Man, it's rare that the Niners get Seahawks twice in three weeks, especially this late in the year. Pete Carroll, if they're struggling at this time, there'll be rumors that this is Pete Carroll's last year there. Dude's like 70. He's had a run of success. He got him a Super Bowl. He's going to do more in his life. He's such a like philanthropist, good for the world. I see, I see Pete Carroll, if somehow Seattle does bottom out and they're 5'11", I think that'd be it for Pete Carroll. be interesting if Schneider hired the next coach, what that would be. Listen, we've seen programs change dramatically. Look at the Rams with Sean McVay. The Seahawks could make a really good hire, re-sign Russell Wilson, be ready to go, get a couple more pieces. It's hard to tell with them. I'm leaning, though, that the Seahawks are going to be 8-8, eight 9-7, and, eight, and seven, just on the outside of the playoffs. Still a tough out. Still very good defensively because they know how to play the scheme. Last two games of the year, Bears at home. That's an easy, easy game here. You've had three straight home games. Broncos, Seahawks, Bears that are all winnable at home. Listen, this is going to be all on the defense. The Niners can't suck at defense. They've got to be how they were in December, good against a run. Hopefully they fixed corner. You're going to count on them being you know anywhere between 12th and 17th in the league. If they're worse than that, they are going to struggle to win some games. If they can't get stops on third downs and they're not pressuring the quarterback and the draft pick in the first round doesn't come in and deliver right away, there's stipulations to all this. I'm counting on the defense to be 12th through 7th when I'm count- when I'm predicting these as wins. Um, Seahawks win, Broncos win, Bears win. You're going to have a couple of times where you're going on winning streaks, I think, this season. Bears will be better. Matt Nagy is a great play caller. Everyone's favorite out here, Allen Robinson, will get a chance to showcase his skills. Mitch Trubisky did some good things to close the season. Not bad. Seven touchdowns, seven picks, 59% completion percentage as a rookie walking in with not much around you. I think they'll put Tariq Cohen more as a slot receiver. Try and use him how the Chiefs use Tyreek Hill. Maybe throw deep bombs to him. He had that incredible run last year. Was it a punt return or a run? He had some 80-yard touchdown against the Niners. So they're a little scarier, the Bears, this year. But I think they will not be in playoff contention at that point. LA Rams to close the year. I think the Rams will have things locked up. If it's for the division, it'll be a humongous game. It could also be a scenario where the Niners are playing the Rams week 17 and then again the first round of the playoffs. We'll see what the Packers do. See how good the Eagles are. Who knows will win the NFC South. I would guess New Orleans, just how great that rookie class was. They fixed that defense, but... That division always has so much turnover. Tampa Bay could be good. You never freaking know with the NFC South. But yeah, I'm guessing Rams have it locked up. But just so many scenarios at play. Hard to predict that one. Just you, you don't know what the scenario of the game is. If it's for the division, I would love it. I would call that a successful season. You're going into week 17. Everyone predicted the Rams. They had the best offseason. They had... Coach of the year. They have a much better roster. And you're one game behind them. You're trying to win the division. Jimmy G's first ever full season as a starter. You're you're achieving a ton. Niners fans would be so pumped. I actually got to run. But this was good to go through the schedule. 
I have them somewhere at nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five, depending on the defense, depending on Jimmy Garoppolo delivering like he did last season, which I think for most of the year he will. KJ Podcast, Pete's Sports Bar, North Beach, San Francisco, April twenty sixth, next Thursday, round one of the NFL Draft. Giving away some footballs, giving away some knowledge, going to have some fun, run up a little bar tab, talk 49ers football. Really chill sports bar if you haven't been to Pete's. Great setup, TV's everywhere. The NFL Draft is more fun the preseason, it's more fun than training camp. This is the biggest event until week one. We're adding star players potentially to teams, bust to teams. Someone's going to get fired over a decision they make Thursday. Someone's going to set up their franchise for a long time. Be fun to analyze and discuss it. KJ Podcast, tweet me your thoughts. As always, rare Friday edition of the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Ran through the schedule. Fun schedule. I think this is going to be a fun, entertaining year no matter how it shakes out. Talk to you again. Haven't decided if it's Monday or Tuesday yet. We'll release my mock. We'll have a bunch of energy. Draft week. It's here. KJ Podcast. We're out. BRFS 15 second radio spot. ISKI code GAPO7128000. This is a 15 second radio spot, stereo monocompatible. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99, polos from $14.99. It's insane! Grab your friends, Banana Republic Factory. See you there! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.